Once you see what you actually are, that you're an infinite, limitless being, you'll see that nothing exists outside of you. I'm your host, Derek Grant, and this is the Pathway to Your Results Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pathway Results Podcast. It is your boy, DG. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It's a blessing to be here with you all sharing space and time. I just want to start off by telling you thank you. Thank you for partaking in release, being a part of it, signing up. We had over 5,300 souls sign up for release. It was a free virtual three-day event where basically it was about each day how we start to let go and how we release these parts of us that no longer serve us, that keep us from becoming all that we are. I just want to tell you, thank you for being a part of it. It wasn't just for you all either. I was releasing things over that this, uh, the span of those days. So um, I just want to start off with infinite love and light, tell you thank you for uh, uh, just really, I mean, allowing me to walk down the journey, down the path with you. So this episode, though, is the follow-up, right? This is the the sequel to release. It's the audio version of it, as we would say. I I just sit and think about it in my own life of how <clears throat> I'm really moving through space and time. I'm continuing to evolve and moving through life, not because I'm I'm grabbing and holding on to more things, but because I'm actually letting more things go. Good God Almighty, we're about to get into it. When you start letting go, that is when you can start to move forward. That is when you can start to evolve. That is when you can start to move into this space, into this reality, into this vibration, into this frequency that is in direct alignment with your heart because your heart already knew what it was. <laughs> your heart already knew what it was capable of. <laughs> the heart already knew where it needed to go. But if we're holding on to all of these wounds, if we're holding on to all of these narratives, it keeps us from living through the pure heart space. And now we're living through the the clouded, distorted, wounded heart space. So this is why release was so important. I wouldn't say important. I shouldn't say that. Not important. This is why releasing is such a part of our journey. It's on you now. It's up to you. It's up to you whether you want to release. It's up to you whether or not you want to go into those dark places and touch those parts of yourself and really start to ask those hard questions so you can figure out why you are the way you are. That's on you, but it's a part of your journey, right? I told you when I went and did my uh, three-day, oh, not three-day, five-day um, darkness retreat, and I the question was, what is time? What is time? What is time? And I realized time was interwoven into the fabric of reality into each quantum subatomic particle. Time was interwoven into it. Think of your journey, releasing, healing, reconciling the past. It's a part of this existence, this experience that we call the human experience, aka life. It's a part of it. But it's up to you though, whether you want to really acknowledge it and use it for what it's intended for. And the only reason why, we've talked about this on an episode about what the spiritual meaning behind trauma is. The only reason why we hold on to things is so we could continue to play the cosmic game of life. The cosmic game of life, 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 light integrating into a finite experience, L-I-F-E. We're integrating, we're infinite light integrating into a finite experience. Through that integration, we forget that we are infinite light. We forget what we are, but that was the game, was to forget and then remember. We do this all the time. 
They got games that we've created out of you forgetting something on purposely, forgetting something purposely, and then remembering it. What is it called? Memory? Remember we used to play the Super uh, Super Nintendo? Not Super Nintendo. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. And you go to little mushroom houses where Toad was, and you play memory on some of them. And you had to remember which card you, uh, you, you folded over, and which one you turned over. And then this is what's happening with the Cosmic Game. So I say this because no matter what you've dealt with, it's a part of it. It is a part of it. Here's what we can do, though, and here's how we really release. It's by reframing the way our relationship is with that thing. So, like, I tell my son when he's working out, right? You got to have a better relationship or a different relationship or more advantageous relationship around physical pain. It doesn't feel good when we're running. It doesn't feel good when you're, like, doing conditioning. But this is a part of it. So now, if I know this is a part of it, really it's on me reconditioning my mind and how I'm viewing it because I'm going to have to do this. It's just like when you're a parent, you're going to have the long nights. You're going to have the heartaches. Just like when you're in a marriage, you're going to have the ups, you're going to have the downs. When you are a human being, the negative, the lower energies, the polarizing energies of the good and bad, the dark, the light, the masculine, the feminine, the left, the right, the up, the down, it's a part of it. So now it's on me to reframe my relationship to it. And this is what the part of releasing is. It's you being able to realize I'm pure as I am. The human word that we use is perfect. Good God almighty. Perfect just means there's no contrast. I'm a one of one. There's not another one like me walking the earth. You can go ahead and say it to yourself if you want to. Look yourself in the mirror if you need to. There's not another one like you walking this earth. You are your own individual unique, unique, unique. Uni means one, unique soul. There is not another one like you. There never will be another one like you. You are the own indiv- your own individual soul. So you are perfect because there was no contrast to it or you because there was no one else but you. So now that you know that you're perfect, now you can stop falling for the illusion of imperfection. So now we can get rid of the fear of making a decision. We can go ahead and release that. You can get the fear of wondering if you got somebody's approval. <laughs> I didn't need someone else's pr- approval because they had never seen nothing like this before. So what are they going to compare me to? Something else that's not me? Now, that's not a fair game. So I can get rid of the notion of imperfection because really everything is. So therefore, everything is perfect. So the analogy I can use is if you look at a flower. Look at a flower. Look at like a, uh, what do we call it? A pretty rose, right? Look at a rose that has not blossomed yet. We would look at that unblossomed flower and say, it's not perfect. Look at it. It hasn't unfolded yet. Do we not know that this is us? Do you not realize that you are the unblossomed flower? You're the unfolded flower. You're the flower that hasn't yet spread its petals so the world could see it, maybe? That doesn't mean that you were, there was something wrong with you. That doesn't mean that this was something negative. Just because that happened in your past, that was just part of the unblossomed flower. Good God Almighty, y'all ain't trying to hear me. That doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. This was a process of your unfoldment, though. You had not yet reached the maturity, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, of what you actually were. The self-realization, the self-love, the self-acceptance. You had not gotten there yet. So this is the process of unfolding, or the process of knowing thyself, the process of us figuring out who we are, going on this journey inward, as we would say. This is what it is. This is the unfoldment of it. But what ends up happening is in those stages when things happen, when we were unfolding and know that every time that you have a hardship, a struggle, adversity, a setback, anything that you would deem as negative, this is nothing more than an opportunity for the petals to expand just a little bit more.
But what happens is, is when something happens, we'll deem and judge the petals. We'll look at the petals and say, oh my gosh, look at me. I'm such a stupid flower. I'm such an ugly rose. I'm a black rose. I can't believe this is... And now we identify with that. So even though your your petals are still unfolding and blossoming, you still look at yourself as that version of you. And you look at life as the version of you of when that happened, when you were at that part of enfoldment, when you were at that part of blossoming, when it may be, maybe your petals weren't out as far as they could have been. And now this is what we hold on to. So we hold on to things in our past of shame and guilt and regret and worry and fear. and all We hold on to all of these things. And that is how the mind judges everything now. So now we judge ourselves and we're hard on ourselves and we question ourselves. Why? Because of that rose back then, that that's what it did. And now here we are, decades later, still doing the same thing unconsciously. So this is why I have to start off this and tell you that you were perfect. You were just as you were supposed to be. Because if you were not supposed to be this way, you would not be this way. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what your body looks like. I don't care where you are in your awareness. I don't care what your, your spiritual walk looks like. I do not care. I do not need to know you personally to know that you are perfect. I must say this again so it gets down in your spirit. You are just as you are supposed to be. You are just as you are supposed to be. The fine print underneath, though, you have to understand it does not mean that you are going to stay this way. So no matter how, how quote unquote good things may be, things are going to have to evolve. Things are going to have to change, including yourself. No matter how bad things may be, things are going to have to change. Things are going to have to evolve, including yourself. We can expedite the process. Not that there's time involved here. Do not be in a hurry to run down the hill. But we can ex expedite the process of releasing when we start to become inquisitive, this is really what separated us from every human being, every other creature in the animal kingdom. We had the ability to self-contemplate. And because you have the ability to self-contemplate, you could start to now extract information. You could start to ask questions. You could start to find out what you needed to know to gain another level of awareness so you could expand and get to the next level. We had the ability of this through us asking ourselves about ourselves. This is the key. So in 2024, I realized that that's my word. That's my word is release, release, release. And it's twofold. Re means to do over again. Lease. When you think of a lease, what do we do? We go lease a car, right? We're taking out a payment on it. It means it's going to be ours temporarily. <laughs> When you release something, you're also letting go. You see, when you let go, you also get a new lease. You get another one. When I let go of the old, I'm going to get a new one. Just like I can't hold on to that car that I lease, I got to let that car go so I can bring in a new one. And now I'm releasing. Do you see how this works? On twofold. So the same goes for us on the microcosm in our life. You have things that have happened. You have situations you have gone through. That was never the issue. It was the narrative that you were holding on to. It was the perspective that you had. It was the paradigm that you just couldn't let go of. But I'm telling you, I'm good God Almighty, I'm just telling you right now. If you can let go of it, there has to be something more evolved, more aware, a new heightened, enlightened perspective that must take its place. If you can release it. Ooh, woo. But that's hard though, isn't it, Dean? That's hard. You know why it's hard? 
Because the narrative that you were holding on to you thought was you. The narrative that you were holding on to you thought that it was absolute. The narrative that you've been holding on to, you took it as truth with a capital T. But the reality of it was, this was just something that your mind, <laughs> your mind, had conjured up. It was not absolute. It was absolute in your world, but it was not absolute universally. So now that you've just taken accountability, you can start to do something about it. But you can't take accountability if you think something's absolute. Do you see how this works? You cannot take accountability for something that is absolute because if it's absolute, it's outside of you. But if it's my perspective, it's my worldview, it's my self-concept, if it's me, I have control over it as long as I am willing to be accountable. So ask yourself at this moment, you're listening to this. I'm not going to ask myself, what has somebody put on me? No, we ain't going to do that. I'm not going to let you be the victim. I'm not going to, you got too much potential. You got too much power. You got too much of that God energy walking through you. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm going to ask you, how much of somebody else's stuff are you still holding on to? What they used to say on that show in, in Living Color, I'm, I'm dating myself. If y'all know who, y'all know about In Living Color, what are the two snaps in a Z formation? Right? Maybe that was three snaps, but you get what I'm saying. Are you going to give yourself permission to let go of stuff that ain't yours? You've been holding on to a lot of stuff probably that ain't yours. Your view on money. Your view on money is not yours. I guarantee it, it's not yours. If it was really yours, truly, truly yours, you wouldn't be stressed about it. Because there's no way that a human being would ever consciously, ever purposely put itself through suffering. And if there is suffering, it's because there's a level of importance to it. And the level of importance, probably 99.999999% was not established by you. It's a worldview, a paradigm, a program that your parents maybe have put on you or whoever. And you have adopted it as your own. And you don't even realize that you've picked it up. You picked up somebody else's dollar. And then you said, oh, look at my dollar. That ain't your dollar. That's somebody else's perspective of that dollar. You pick up your own. You can think for yourself. You can become a leader of thought, a thought leader within your own life. You will see, oh my goodness, I'm the one creating all of this suffering. I'm the one who's formed this paradigm, this view around this trauma. It was me. So I, I didn't realize that I kind of had these uh, situations in my life that would be deemed, if society had gotten a hold of them, they'd be deemed really, really, quote unquote, bad, really negative abuse, whether it's uh, you know, physically or sexually. Like These are all things that I had some point experienced, but here's the deal. I wasn't aware enough to take on anyone else's view. So it wasn't a big deal until I got older. I'm like, oh, wow, this is wrong. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. This is like weird. I never forget. My high school coach got a, got arrested. My Nobody knows this story. My I was on the road with the Globetrotters and an old friend of mine, old teammate in high school texted me. He was like, yo, you see what happened to coach? I'm like, what? And it was all over CNN. This coach, he wasn't coaching at my school anymore, but he had set up cameras. He, when he When he taught class, he taught TV productions at my school when I was in high school. He set up production, I mean, uh, uh, video cameras in the bathroom and would watch boys. He would watch them. And he ended up getting arrested for it and serving time for it. But there's some questionable things that he did when I was in school, like never, never touched me or did nothing like that. But like, just questionable, like, yo, what are you doing, son? 
But I didn't realize it until my wife told me. I had somebody else's perspective. When I brought somebody else's perspective in it, my whole view around it changed. Now I'm using this as a microcosm as an example, but this is a lot of times what happens with life and the narrative around things that have happened. We look at things from the negative because we've been taught and programmed to look at it from the negative. I'm, I'm challenging you now to not use it, like use the lazy mind, but instead use the, the contemplative mind, the mind that's looking to learn, the mind that's looking to expand, the, mar- <clears throat> the mind that's looking to learn itself by asking yourself, yo, what is this trying to show me right now? What is this trying to teach me? What is this trying to get me back to? What is this trying to uh, 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 get me to uh, learn more about myself, about parts of me that I have forgotten? Because here's the reality. If you understand spirit, if you understand consciousness, if you understand self, it is self-knowing, meaning it knows itself already. It is self-realizing. This is what separates us from every other creature. We are able to know ourselves. So I say that because you were already built. You were already built to know yourself. You already knew yourself. It's just we bring on all of these things through the mind, these paradigms, these programs, and we forget. We forget. So the more you release, the more you remember. And I'm going to tell you this. When you start to walk in the space of remembering who you are and what you are, because there was a point in time when you did when you did know it, you just didn't know it because you knew it. <laughs> I don't know what I know until I don't know. See, now you don't know, but at one point you knew. And when you get back to that space, good God Almighty, y'all ain't trying to hear me. There is not a soul in this world who's going to tell you who you aren't. There's not a soul in this world that you will depend on for their approval. There's not a soul in this world that you will depend on for their permission. There's not a soul in this world who you will feel as though they will be the gateway to your happiness. There's not a soul in this world that's going to say, yeah, you can do it. And then you'll believe it now because they said so. There will not be another soul in this world outside of your own who you will need approval, validation, permission, anything from when you start letting go of the things that no longer serve you. And I'm going to tell you why it's really hard. Here's why it's really hard. We talked about this, talked about this in release. You know why it's hard? It's because a lot of stuff that you're holding on to isn't yours. Maybe you were raised by two parents who walked around in shame. They didn't do it con- consciously. They just projected this onto you. So maybe you were spanked. Maybe you were, things were told to you in a way that wasn't uplifting. It wasn't encouraging. It was discouraging. And you felt shame as a child. These were the unconscious wounds of your caretakers. So now guess what ends up happening? You now are walking around in shame. You're unconscious of it. So what do you do? Project the same thing onto your children. And do you see now that what your children are experiencing actually didn't come from you? It came from their grandparents. And their grandparents actually didn't come from them. It came from, do you see how it keeps going and going and going? So now we realize the reason why it's so hard because energetically, excuse me, energetically we are holding on to baggage that is not ours. You are walking around with someone else's mess. Is it your responsibility now? No, you didn't make the mess. But it is your responsibility to increase your awareness so you can stop it. You have that power. Don't pass it down to the younger generation. Don't give it to them. Do the work. Do the work on yourself. Stop it right there. You are the one who stops the train, literally, like you think of Superman, Super uh, Wonder Woman, stopping the train, the locomotive before it you know, runs off the tracks. That's you. 
You're stopping this energetic train that has been running rampant in your family, living in shame, living in guilt. This is why like on a genetic level, physically, yeah, sure things get passed on, but like on a metaphysical, emotional, spiritual, things get passed down. So a lot of times this is why we see like substance abuse. You see substance abuse generationally because nobody stops and says, I'm living with a wound. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like I'm worthy. I don't feel like I know how to validate myself. I don't love myself. No one is walking around saying that. So because of that, we just numb ourselves out to run from it. I know this may be hard for a lot of us to hear, but it's really quite simple when you understand the framework of it. The only time that we're running from something is because we're running from ourself. And the reason why you're running from yourself is because there's something that's tender, that hurts, that the ego brings up and it protects. Because it knows if you go and touch that motherfucker, if you go and touch it, it will have nothing to hold on to. And if it has nothing to hold on to, it doesn't have a life in this capacity. And if it doesn't have a life in this capacity, it has no identity. And that is literally the same thing as death. It processes as, as death. So this is why human beings, I'm, I know I'm jumping around a lot, but you stay with me because I promise we're going to lay in this, we're going to lay in this thing. This is why human beings are so mortified and afraid and terrified of death. We are the only creature that knows it's going to die, but yet we're afraid of it. We know that we're going to leave this existence in this meat sack, this carnal flesh bag. We know this, but yet we're afraid of it. Because the ego, the mind, process as disidentity or losing our identity as the death of it. And all it was trying to do was survive. So all it's trying to do is pers preserve this narrative, this identity, this attachment, this importance, because that's what, what it built its house on. So now we're afraid of actual physical death, but really, it wasn't the physical death that we were afraid of. The physical death was just accompanying the psychological death, the energetic death. That is what you are afraid of. That's the ego. It is afraid to lose its life. It is afraid to lose its identity. It's afraid to let go of the narrative that it had built a house around. When you understand how the ego works, the ego either lives in the future or the past. Most of us have wounds from our past that then project into the future. So you have a wound in your past that your ego has already took out a lease on. Sorry, it took out a mortgage. It paid for the house in cash, matter of fact. And this is where it built its house. And then here's what it did. Not only did it build its, build its house, it used the leftovers to then go and rent a couple Airbnb properties up in the future. So now you have that fear because of things that have happened in your past that you haven't let go of. You're still walking around in shame. So now you're afraid to go and start that business and take those papers and do what you really need to do to make this thing a real, live, tangible business. You're afraid to do it because you're still living in shame of what if it doesn't work and what are people going to think about me? You see how this works. And if I'm touching a wound, if I'm touching something that's tender, my apologies in advance but I got to shoot you real. You, my friend, will become all that you are when you can come to an awareness and acceptance and meet it with compassion, the things that you are not. And that is what we have deemed in this human existence as wounds. You are none of these things. You are so much more, so much more. May 2024 be the year that you find just a fraction. We don't need it. We don't need much. We just need a fraction. It's almost like when you're in a room, right? 
when I was in a room in, uh, in the dark, darkest retreat, I just needed a sliver of light, just a sliver. I didn't need much. I just needed a sliver of light, just a little bit, just to give me some hope. You just need a sliver of your light. That's all you need to see. That's all you need to see is just a little bit. I'm telling you, if you can just get a little, little, just a little eensy, teensy, weensy bit of your light, that's enough to keep you going for 10 years. So this is why I told you after release the three-day event, we had to do more. There was more work to do. So this is why I came up with release the six-month journey. The six-month journey, because I realized after six months, there's Six months, we will have done enough work for you to have the foundation to know how to get up on that bike and keep riding. So I'm not going to do the work for you. I'm just merely going to be your guide, your, uh, yeah, I guess you say your tour guide on you going back on this journey of finding the parts of yourself that you'd left behind. I'm your coach. I'm your coach. Like You can say, yeah, Derek Grant's my coach. I, and I will co-sign on that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm her coach. Yes, I am. Yes, I am her coach. I will be your coach on this six-month journey. You will be surrounded by other individuals that are on the same journey as you. You will be supported. I can guarantee you that. You will be loved. I can guarantee you that. They will give you the encouragement and the energy that you need, and I will as well, to ensure that you have the sustainable energy to continue forward when things get rocky along this six-month journey. And at the end of the day, our only intention is to release and let go of the parts of us not all of it, just the parts of us that do not serve who and what we want to become. So if you're ready, I'm ready. We're starting on April 5th. We're starting on April 5th and we're going all the way through October. And this will be our six months that we spend together. So if you're ready to release, if you're ready to let go, if you're ready to become all that you truly are, then let's go ahead and get on this train and go ahead and start this ride. You can go to dgmindset.com. You can look at the uh, link in the description here on the podcast. You'll find it there. It's not hard to find me. If you're listening to this right now, you, you, there's a reason why you're listening to it. It's time. It's time to let go. It's time to release. It's time for you to step into who you are. It's going to be painful, but that's why I'm here. It's going to be hard, but yeah, that's why I'm here. Anytime you go on a psychedelic um, uh, uh experience, whether it's ayahuasca or whatever, you usually have a shaman, you have a guide with you, you have someone who can help you, a coach, an integration coach to console you in those tough times. This is why I'm here. I'm here to, to, to give you a heightened awareness in those moments when you have a limited awareness. So go and get yourself signed up so we can go and stop what has been going on probably for generations. You're here to break the change. You're here to stop the train. So I look forward to embarking on the journey with you. Make sure you get your Conscious Evolution community membership. Go to DG Mindset to get yourself signed up because here's the beauty of it. Once you get signed up in this, the, the, the Netflix of personal development, here's what's going to end up happening. Imagine if Instagram, Facebook, Netflix, and Gaia, Gaia.com, imagine if they all had a love child. This is what you get in the Conscious Evolution community membership. 100 bucks for the year or 12 bucks a month, whichever one you want. If you sign up right now, you can sign up for release for 50% off. Where do they do that at? I can pay 12 bucks a month and then get half off of release for six, man, what? Get yourself signed up. And I look forward to uh, partaking on this journey with you and 
releasing. Because when y'all are going to be releasing, I'm going to be releasing as well. Until next time, as always, I wish you nothing but the best on the pathway to your results. <laughs>